In its quest to provide an open forum for discussion of controversial issues, this station allows hosts and their guests to express themselves without any significant censorship. You're advised that any views expressed by the hosts or their guests are not necessarily the views of Tuggy Entertainment or its partners. I am free. Thank God. I am free. I am. This is I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm Free with Minister Diane Jones. Ladies, this is the show that's here to give you stories of hope and healing from someone who has been there, someone who has fought back from the horrors of incest. Minister Diane's innocence was stolen from her in the land of alcoholism and mental illness, which led to her being emotionally, physically, and sexually abused by her parents. Yet in spite of the trauma of her early years, she went on to become a successful wife, mother, registered nurse, and minister of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Plus, she's a virtuous woman who can help you find that woman in your life. Don't let the weight of this world or things that happen to you control your life. This is I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm free on TogiNet. And now, here is your host, Minister Diane Jones. Hey, people. Hello, 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 and happy Monday to you. I hope you had a wonderful weekend. We had a pretty um, a pretty full weekend. As usual, I enjoy my um, my husband's company um, when we get to hang out and do things together. And one of the things we did this past weekend was uh, I attended one of his basketball games. I'm like one of their number one supporters, of course, and so, and we won. <laughs> so um, I had a good weekend. Um, it's Monday. Happy Monday to you. I hope you are ready. I hope you are comfortable. And I hope you've got your tea because I certainly have mine. I'm ready tonight. I think this is going to be uh, a pleasant and enjoyable show. I think it might even be a little bit fun, uh, maybe a little bit romantic in the sense it might make you, you know, all mushy and, and, and teary-eyed. Um, I have a lot to talk about, and, and this is one of my most favorite things in the whole wide world. You're probably wondering, oh my goodness, what can that be? One of my most favorite things in the whole wide world. Well, I hope you're sitting on the edge of your seat waiting for me to tell you. I'm not going to tell you yet. What I'm going to do is say hi to one of my most favorite people in the whole wide world, who is also my most favorite guest. <laughs> and who could that be? None other than Chris. Christopher, are you there, husband? Hello, I'm here. <laughs> Can you tell I'm smiling? Because I get to talk to you. I get to have you on the air with me again. Can you tell I'm smiling? I can tell. <laughs> I got a feeling that you might be smiling, too. How are you feeling, my dear? You've been under the weather. How is your How is your voice right now? Well, my voice is kind of still 
kind of suffering a little bit, but I'm doing the best I can do. Uh, coming out of my uh, cold and sinus problem, so should be able to make it through. Amen. Amen. That's what I want to hear. We we prayed. Uh, we prayed for you. People, just just so you know, I prayed for Mahani before we went on the air because I, I really wanted him to be able to comfortably talk with me tonight about my most favorite thing in the whole wide world. <laughs> One of my most favorite things in the whole wide world. We're going to talk about marriage. That's right. Let's talk about marriage tonight and who... Who better for me to discuss this subject with than my wonderful, extremely handsome, I won't call you suave and debonair, that sounds uh, more like uh, secular terminology, so I'm just going to say my wonderful, extremely handsome, creative, loving, crazy, fun, Good to be with husband. That would be you. <laughs> I call you many things, don't I, dear? Well, I don't know what you call me behind my back, so. <laughs> That's not funny. <laughs> what kinds of things do I call you to your face? Uh, you call I me anything, anything but late for dinner. How about that? Well, I wrote a little list here on the side of my notes. I want to see how many of them you come up with without me, without me, you know, reminding you. How what kinds of what kinds of names do I call you? Uh, you're gonna to have to help me out. I've been under the weather, dear. Oh, see, see, ladies, isn't that how it is with men? You know, we're we're so we remember all those little details and. <laughs> Well, I call you many things. Honey, is that a hint? Yes. Dear? Yes. Baby? Yes. Papa? Yes. I, I guess it just depends on how I'm feeling at the time. You know, what I call you, different things just tend to come out. <laughs> but anyway, the point of tonight's show is that I really, um, I really want to encourage marriage. I want to encourage those who want to marry, those that have a desire to marry. Um, I want to encourage them to know that marriage can be good. Marriage can be and is a beautiful institution, and it can be good. You know, um, we live in a time when marriage is under such an attack. You know, there is such an attack against the institution of marriage as God intended it to be. There are those who desire to change the meaning of marriage, lessen its uh, beauty, uh, remove the comfort and the safety uh, that the boundaries of marriage provide. And um, there's, there's just such a tremendous attack against the union of marriage, you know, because there's been 
a lot of dysfunction in marriage because there's been a lot of divorce because the divorce rate is high because you know there there have been so many problems that people associate with marriage when in fact it's not marriage it's not marriage that has caused the problems it's not marriage that has caused divorce it's not marriage that has caused the dysfunction you know the broken homes the illegitimate children children born out of wedlock it's not marriage that has caused financial ruin um, the broken hearts, the abandonment issues and rejection issues that people have. It's not marriage that has caused those things. It's the, the situations and the behaviors of the people who are supposed to be married. It's the situations and the, you know, the societal norms that have changed and started putting pressure on marriage. You know, it's the immorality, it's the, the sin issues, it's the selfishness that have caused the divorce, that have caused the broken homes and all the heartache that goes with that. It's not marriage that has done that, but yet there is a tremendous attack against marriage. And I can testify, I can testify that marriage outside of God you know, marriage that was not according to God's plan or according to God's will was torment for me. It was misery. It was misery, but thank God it didn't sour me on marriage. It soured me and it sobered me to, um, to really start thinking about myself, evaluating myself and what I wanted in marriage. And if I ever got married again, I did a lot of soul searching and a lot of uh, um, growing, if you will, so that if I ever got married again, I would not make the same kinds of mistakes. I would not pick the same kind of person or allow myself to be seduced, picked up by the same kind of person. But here I am going on a tangent and um, I want to like make room here for you to make some comments. Do you have any comments um, on what I've said so far, honey? Well, um, as like yourself, I was married before also and there's so much that, like like you said, outside of God, when we just think we know it all and try to do it on our own, there's so much that we don't know. There's so many um, wrong wrong ways to go, wrong opportunities. You don't even seek the Lord about, you know, giving you a mate. You just, and that's that's something with with us in this country, um, with with the family as a whole. A lot of times the family is not included in the process of a child, you know, dating, courting, whatever you want to call it. And a family is not included because of the rebellious nature of society. So you got about a minute before your break, honey. You got about well, a minute. Well, I'm, I'm going to talk through the commercial. Oh. <laughs> so when a child is... Um, is is in their teens they're already in a rebellious state because that's what's that's what they're surrounded by 
at school and growing up. Everything is so rebellion. I can't wait till I'm 18. I can't wait till I'm 18, you know, and then they want to do what they want to do. And, and I fell into that same unprotected mode. And, and really, it's a successful failure. It's a setup mm. planned by the enemy. So how can something survive? And that's supposed to be in the sight of God. How can it really survive when the roots are are rotted out from the beginning? Hmm. Hmm. That stimulated a, a thought that I don't have time to go into right now, but I will after the break. Has a tragic past shattered your future or your now? Don't let it. This is I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm Free with Minister Diane Jones. And we'll be right back after these. We'd like to thank our sponsor, Liberty Christian Center, located in Box Elder, South Dakota. They are a non-denominational, Bible-based, Holy Spirit-led deliverance ministry. Pastor Charles and Romika White, Liberty Christian Center. Want to be challenged in a powerful way to leap beyond what you think is possible? Then join us Mondays for the Leah Jansen Show. Every Monday at 10 a.m., 9 a.m. Central on Toginet.com with Leah Jansen. Listen live as life coach Leah uses her coaching skills to give you the tools you need to take action and create momentum. You are encouraged to call in and share your greatest fears, challenges, and obstacles. And then listen as Leah obliterates those barriers to success. For more on Leah and the show, check out her website, leahjansen.com. That's Leah, L-E-A-H, J-A-N-T-Z-E-N.com. Spend one hour with Leah, and you'll be captivated by her energy, enthusiasm, and magnetism. You'll quickly become addicted to her positive attitude and make-it-happen mentality. Ready for a life-changing, mood-altering show? Then get ready for Leah Jansen. And listen live to The Leah Jansen Show every Monday morning at 10 a.m., 9 a.m. Central on toginet.com. Thank God I am Welcome back to I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm free on Toginet.com, the show dedicated to helping women find their way back to themselves after innocence was stolen by incest and abuse. Helping you heal. It's what we're all about. It's I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm free on Toginet. And now, back to your host, Minister Diane Jones. Hey, we're back on the air, and we are talking about one of my most favorite things in the whole wide world, and that is marriage. I know from experience that um, marriage is a beautiful thing, um, especially, uh, primarily when it's done according to God's plan for your life, for our lives. Marriage is a union between a man and a woman that is established emotionally, physically, 
And spiritually, when they come together, according to God's plan, um, there is no divide. When you're talking about marriage, you're talking about a merging of two people becoming one. Two people becoming one in, in every way, emotionally, physically, spiritually. They become one. The Bible says they are no longer twain, but one flesh. Now, before we went to the break, Chris, you were saying, um, you were talking about how that even in the home, you know, rebellion is sown into the hearts of our teenagers, and it's an acceptable way of life now, rebellion, and and, and a lot of times uh, we, because of that, teenagers make, make bad decisions on their partners, um, those that are getting married might make bad decisions about their partners because they don't have the input of the family. Um, and it made me think about how the first time that I married, even though a lot of it, a lot of my choice had to do with the dysfunction in my own home. You know, I didn't have good examples in my, my own home, but it made me think about how the first time I married, I eloped. I eloped, and um, although we had dated for several years, we had dated since I was um, somewhere around 13, 14, I believe, it was like 14 when I met him, and then we didn't marry till I was 18, um, you know, I felt, I felt that it was us against the world, and um, there were those who didn't really want to see us together, and I felt that it was because they didn't, you know, like or approve of me because of my background, coming from, you know, a broken home and an abusive background and being, you know, molested and things of that nature. So anyway, um, we eloped. And um, looking back on that, and then even looking at how when you when God brought you and me together, and we decided to do the opposite of that, we 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 decided, you know, that doing something in dark and doing something in secret and doing something as though it was a shameful and rebellious sort of thing is not a good way to start your marriage. Would you agree? <laughs> Well, I agree totally. Um, I look at the way marriages are carried out in, in, in the biblical days, and they were a big deal. They were always a big deal. Two families come together, big feasts, uh, making sure the, 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 married, the marrying party were well taken care of. You know, they give them a house, they give them cattle, whatever they need, you know, and, and they give them cribs and bassinets, you know, they set them up. And and that was God's blessing. When when things were done that way, it was the blessing. It, the, the father is supposed to bless the daughter. The mother's supposed to bless the daughter and bless the son, you know. And, and so the devil's plan is to undo everything that God had set forth for us to do. So I, I said the same thing. Um, you know, it's us against the world. I was already grown. I was in the military, so I was away from home. So all I had to do was, was um, convince my fiance at the time to, that we should just do it. You know, we don't need anybody. 
us against the world. Well, how can two people, if that's your mentality, really survive against the world, if that's the way, the way you're thinking? Soon as something goes wrong, you know, there you have it. You have problems, and the whole world's against you. Mm. So, I mean, it's, it's, you're starting out on a bad foot, on the wrong foot. You're starting out in self without any help, without, you know, and, and so many people stand, whether it's in a church, a house, wherever, they stand on a little altar and they bow their heads, this union before God. But, but how serious is that union? When you really think about it, if you're not even prepared and mature, you know, you accept that you're about to go and, and get drop kicked by the world. <laughs> but um, how prepared are you to go into that union? Mm-hmm. You know, you're not. Well, considering how things are really going now, too, it's like, man, you talk about being us against the world. Well. Now it's really, really, really coming down to that. It's really, really coming down to the world being against, so much of the world being against marriage. So, I mean, to tell you, you really, you really need God nowadays to, to, to have a good marriage and, and, you know, for that marriage to work. You really need some reinforcement. You really yeah. need um, some tools. You really need some 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 biblical tools and some some weapons, if you will, even. <laughs> yeah, putting, <laughs> to, putting, to, put, putting on a tux and a wedding dress and some flowers and getting a cake, that's the easy part. Mm -hmm. You know, it's my big day. You know, they got shows called Bridezilla's. Yes. It's, it's one of the worst shows I've ever seen in my life because... It's a bunch of spoiled little brats, little girls wanting to have a wedding day and want everything to be about them. But they show right there to the world that they're not ready. Exactly. You know, exactly. And, because go ahead. And, and, and the real the real the real marriage starts, you know, when the honeymoon is over and you got to face life. Mm -hmm. You know, all of that. Fluff is, is it, it wipes away, you know, and you gotta you have to live, and you gotta be you gotta be <coughs> you gotta be one. Sorry, excuse me. Mhm. Mm well, marriage is not about me. Marriage is about we. You know, that's I mean, so like you said, the the show and the concepts of a lot of these marriage shows that I've been seeing. Now, when you and I were planning to get married, um. There was there was a, a, a show that came on called The Wedding Story. Oh, I loved that. I loved that, and I watched it regularly. I watched it regularly, and um, it just it was just so beautiful to me. Um, and it and it gave me you know just inspiration and hope and and things like that because you know that wasn't something that there was a lot of in my in my family. Um, there was a lot of brokenness in my background. So I watched that one. But I'm telling you, if kids nowadays, if young people have Bridezilla and um, there's some other ones out there that I can't think of right now that, that, are, that are really a mockery of what God has created marriage for. 
you know, how God intended marriage to be. They're, they're really a mockery. And so I want to really encourage people about the beauty of marriage. And you don't know that I dug some of these things out, but people, I, I have a collection. I have literally a collection of cards and letters and notes and beautiful things that my husband has given me um, oh, from boy. the time <laughs> from the time that we uh, became, you know, engaged and, and, and got involved and got married. And uh, I just want to share a couple of those with you tonight because I just want to show you how beautiful um, love can be between a man and a woman when it's done God's way. Now, this is one of my most favorite um, and it's funny because I lost this card. I lost this card. I didn't even know I had lost it, but I lost this card in church one Sunday. Didn't know I lost it. Chris and I were on our way somewhere and we saw this family that was stranded. Their truck was stranded. You know, their truck had broke down. Their car had broke down. And so we stopped to help this family uh, try to get their truck together. And there was two kids, there was two boys, you know, with, with the mother that day. And um, one of them, God only knows why, just happened to pull this card, my card, out. And he was playing with it. And I'm looking at the card and I'm going, where did you get that card? And he's saying, um, at, at church, at our church. Well, this family, their church used our church like in the afternoons you know we shared the building and so anyway i said the lord the lord brought my card back to me because i didn't even know i had lost it and it was so special to me i used to keep it in my bible <laughs> but anyway on the front of this card it has an oyster the oyster is open so that you can see the pearl inside and my husband wrote an arrow towards the pearl and he put you he's very um creative and artistic and so he's always enhancing his cards he doesn't just give me a card that someone else wrote the words to but he enhances the cards and he put you on there and so of course that just brought tears to my eyes when i saw that because he said i'm the pearl but then he, let me read this I just wanted to take the time out to tell you how much I love you. One day in 1997, God blessed me with a beautiful, precious gift. That gift was you. Not a day goes by that I don't thank the Lord for my precious gift. You have brought so much joy to my life that sometimes I find it hard to maintain composure. You are my very, 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 very special gift from God. And I love you with all my heart. How did I ever get so lucky? Then he puts arrow, 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 arrow. P.S. It has nothing to do with luck. God was with me and still is. Exclamation point. I'm smiling, people. I'm smiling. <laughs> because this is one of the oldest cards that Chris gave me. Aww. I'll tell you more after the break. <laughs> mm -hmm. 
Has a tragic past shattered your future or your now? Don't let it. This is I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm Free with Minister Diane Jones. And we'll be right back after these. Are you ready to get your woo on? From business and branding to babies, best-selling books, and personal breakthroughs? Then it's time to tune in to Woohoo Radio. Love, life, business, and the pursuit of happiness with your host, Lisa Stedman. Wednesday afternoons at 4 p.m. Central on toginet.com. Using her signature blend of inspiration, motivation, and kick-butt action, best-selling author and chief woohoo woman, Lisa Stedman, wants to help you discover the woohoo that only you can do. Lisa will show you how to create your signature woohoo way of love, life, business and the pursuit of happiness without losing yourself. If you're tired of a one-size-fits-all approach to career, relationships, and personal growth, get your weekly woohoo on with Lisa and her rock star guests as they reveal their personal stories of bouncing back from boohoo of rock bottom into the woohoo of love, life, business, and the pursuit of happiness. Check out her website, lisastedman.com. Join us for Woohoo Radio, love, life, business, and the pursuit of happiness. Wednesday afternoons at 4 p.m. Central on toginet.com. Equipping the Saints Ministries. Our mission is to equip and mature the people God calls to do the things they are called to do with confidence and boldness and to create soldiers for the army of the Lord and to impact our communities. If you are not local, you may participate via conference calls or we can make information available to you via email. Equipping the Saints Ministries is home-based in Maryland. You may write to us at Post Office Box 1616, Clinton, Maryland, 20735, or email us at vir2us1 at verizon.net. Thank God I am free. Welcome back to I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm free on Toginet.com. The show dedicated to helping women find their way back to themselves after innocence was stolen by incest and abuse. Helping you heal. It's what we're all about. It's I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm free on Toginet. And now, back to your host, Minister Diane Jones. Hi, dear. Hello. Did I catch you off guard with that one? <clears throat> no, no, I'm here. I'm okay. listening. I heard you say, oh boy. <laughs> I love you. <laughs> this is a woman's show, and uh, my wife is trying to no, very not. hard to, to, to bring out my underbelly, my soft underbelly, I guess. So. <laughs> No, I love I'm you not. too, dear. <laughs> Talk to the I, women. I am talking to the women. That's why I figured I would read some of the cards so that you wouldn't have to be, your underbelly wouldn't have to be exposed like that. See, I figured, you know, I could read some of your words for you. Isn't that good? So anyway, yes, um, I have my most favorite person in the whole world and my most favorite guest on the show with me tonight, and it is my wonderful husband, Christopher. 
also known as Chris, and we are talking about the beauty of marriage. We are talking about the goodness of marriage. And you know, one thing that um, seems to have it seems to be lost now is is the understanding. Um, the understanding. I don't think that many people know. You know, because they don't even acknowledge God. A lot of people don't even acknowledge God where marriage is concerned anymore. They they say some vows, and some of them still do contain God in them, but I really don't think that they acknowledge God seriously when they make those vows. A lot of people don't really acknowledge God seriously. So, people, do you know that marriage was instituted by God. He he established the first marriage. He established the first marriage. He established the institution of marriage. So marriage done outside of of him, you know, is a gamble. Done outside of him is a gamble. Um, marriage is intended by God to represent the relationship between Christ, Christ and the Father are one. So between Christ and his bride, the church. That's what marriage is intended to represent. It is not just some casual thing that people are supposed to just do just because they like each other or because they just, you know, lust after each other or even just because they have emotions or affection for each other, but it is a covenant. It's you're coming into an agreement, a, a, a holy and a sanctified union that is supposed to represent the relationship between Christ and his church, the bride. Our marriages are supposed to be a picture of how Christ feels about his church, the believers, the blood-washed believers. I'm not talking about believers that just believe that Jesus is the Son of God, but they live like the devil, and they live like the world, and they're full of carnality. No, I'm talking about his true church. I'm talking about the bride, the blood-washed, born-again believers who are willing to lay down their lives for him like he did for us. That's the kind of marriage I'm talking about, you know, a union where, well, let's, let's look at this. Um, the word that has been just, every time I think about marriage, the word that has just been ringing in my spirit has been merger. The word merger or merge. So I looked that up today. I looked it up. I already knew what it meant, but I looked it up anyway. Um, I looked it up in the Webster's just because I wanted to see what Webster's had to say about it. I already know the spiritual context of it, but... I wanted to kind of see, if, you know, if I could put it in plain English um, for the average listener. Webster says merge. Merge is to lose or cause to lose identity by being absorbed or combined. 
okay, to lose identity by being absorbed or combined. Woo, you say that nowadays, and those are fighting words. Those are fighting words for, the, for a lot of men, and those are fighting words for women because there is such, there is such a divide now. There is such a divide. There is such a canyon and a valley even between men and women, you know, that my goodness, they can't, they can't even fathom the idea of losing their identity because they see it in a negative light. They don't see the other part of that, of being absorbed or combined with someone else. You know, we're not talking about losing your identity to the point where you just um, disappear in the relationship. But we're talking about how you don't put yourself first anymore. You know, that you that you merge with, that you combine with this other person, that you become one with, that you become a part of their world and they become a part of your world and you two together uh, are increased. Marriage is not about losing, but actually gaining. Any thoughts on that, husband? Well, you have to your 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 heart has to be in a in a in a place where you really understand that to lose you will gain. To give up your identity, you're gonna gain you're gonna gain a union, you're gonna gain an identity. It's just like in the old days, um I remember women being um and so on, one would announce a woman, they would announce Mrs. If I use uh, my name, for example, for you to be my wife, they would say Mrs. Christopher E. Jones, you know, mm-hmm. she would take on my name. Mm-hmm. But as as liberation and so much so much stuff has come along now, nowadays, the woman wants to have her name her uh, maiden name and then hyphenated with the new name because she doesn't want to lose her identity. She thinks a lot of times they think, well, my name is what made me famous. So if I lose my name, people won't know me. A lot of entertainers are like that. And, and it's, it's, um, it's a mentality of rebellion still. Mm-hmm. It's rebellion. I mean, and that's where the world is. They 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 don't really get it. They we, we live in a in a world also of um, ritual, very ritualistic society. So people, um, weddings and funerals, everybody wants to go in a church and put on white and get married, and doesn't matter how you're living. And then when they die, they want to go into church and get put into heaven, mm-hmm. regardless of how they lived. Yeah. You know, it's it's a ritualistic mentality. And God is God is not about rituals. He's about relationship. And so it does whatever you do down here, if you if you plan dress up and acting a fool, but you're not living the life for him. And marriage is so much is such a major part of that life. Mm-hmm. If you're not if you're not living it, 
you're gonna you're gonna um you're gonna perish because we're gonna be judged on on everything. Mm-hmm. You know, if you have this union that's really not based on Christ, then the union brings forth children. Then you're responsible for the for the seeds that you bring forth. Right. You know, and and so it's just a it's a cycle of rebellion based on rituals. Yeah. Yeah. That's all I had to say. Well, I know that um, when we married, the Lord began to teach me. You know, um, he was my greatest teacher because, you know, like I've said, I came out of dysfunction. I came out of dysfunction. Thank God I did have a foundation in the word, but I came out of dysfunction. I came out of a broken marriage. So the Lord began to teach me how to how to build um, my home, how to build my relationship with you. And maybe we'll do a show or a couple of shows about that, you know, how, how to build a good marriage. But he began to teach me. And one of the first things that he told me was that I should have nothing in my home. Nothing in my home should be more important than you. Nothing should be not keeping the house clean, not the children, not um, my job, nothing, nothing should be more important than you. Now, that can be a little bit frightening when you're used to being uh, an independent, having to be, not that I want to be, but having to be a strong, independent type person. Um, having to reprioritize, having to uh, organize your day so that when you come home, you're my first priority. But you know what? I can tell you 100% that it paid off. Um, I I can say to the audience, to the listeners, that it paid off, that it paid me back great dividends. Because, you know, I don't see many marriages like ours, honey. You know? I don't I don't see many marriages like ours but now I am so glad that I that I listened to the advice of the Lord and put you first in our home. Um I only got 30 seconds before we go to break, but I do have another letter here. I have another letter and um I'm going to read this one when I come back from break and this one still brings tears to my eyes. Um when I read it tonight before the show, it brought tears to my eyes, so I'll share it when we come back. (laughs) Has a tragic past shattered your future or your now? Don't let it. This is I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm free with Minister Diane Jones. And we'll be right back after these. The Story of Me is a captivating and inspiring account of a woman able to overcome incest, abuse, and neglect to find a second chance at happiness. It is a story for those who have loved and been rejected, who have dreamt and fallen short, who have survived abuse, molestation, rape, or incest. The story of me is very inspirational for those who may see or find themselves in Diane Jones's story. 
You may purchase your copy of The Story of Me online at www.authorhouse.com or any of the major bookstores. I'm not the woman I used to be. I'm free on Toginet.com. The show dedicated to helping women find their way back to themselves after innocence was stolen by incest and abuse. Helping you heal. It's what we're all about. It's I'm not the woman I used to be. I'm free on Toginet. And now, back to your host, Minister Diane Jones. Okay, we're back on the air, and we are talking about the wonderful, the beautiful, the goodness of marriage, the the beauty of it, the blessing um, that comes from doing things God's way. And just before the break, I was saying how I am so thankful that I listened to the Lord's instruction and that he taught me how to build my home, how to invest in my husband and how it has paid, how I've been paid back, how I've been rewarded greatly for that. Um, And I'm going to share to you one of the letters that my husband wrote me just because, and he titled it, Coincidence or Destiny, You Decide. One day, just like every other day, I was at the gym, hanging out, checking out some hoops, when all of a sudden, she came walking by. I had not noticed that she was sitting quietly in the bleachers, watching hoops, Then her pager went off and she went to the phone and more importantly, broke my line of sight. I asked my friend, who is that? In quotes. Being wounded previously, I was apprehensive for about a second. Then the next thing I knew, we were conversing. From that moment, my life was changed. The more I got, to know her, the more the pain went away. She was and is my special angel sent from God. From that day, we've had to be together. She is my heartbeat, my air that I breathe. When she is away, there is definitely a void. She mothered my son, and in many ways, she mothered me. We've shared many hard times, but they can't compare to the loneliness that I had before that day. She broke my line of sight. I truly can say that I am in love with the one that God made for me. I'd rather have bad times with you than good times with someone else. I'd rather be beside you in a storm than safe and warm by myself. I'd rather have hard times together than to have it easy apart. I'd rather have the one who holds my heart. 
And that was from my LOML. That's what I call Chris. It's the love of my life. And that's hard for me to read it without crying. <laughs> because this is, you know, um, something that I never thought was possible. Never thought was possible, um, that I didn't believe was possible at one time in my life. Um, I didn't think men like Chris existed. And I just want to let people know I want that with God, all things are possible. That with God, marriage can be beautiful. But we have to do it His way. You know, we have to submit to His will, His way, His instruction. He knows that individual better than you ever know that individual. He knows you better than you know yourself. I'm talking about God. And He can teach you how to love that person the way they need to be loved, not the way you want to love them, but the way they need to be loved to, to, to fulfill those places maybe that are that are um, lacking the void um, that Chris spoke of in the letter. You know, I had a void. Um, unfortunately, many of us come from brokenness. We don't, we don't have the, the beautiful example of a beautiful marriage and a beautiful home to, to, to draw from. So many of us are coming into our relationships already wounded and broken. But in God and through God and with God, He can teach you how to love that person. I remember getting a prophetic word from from um, from the Lord uh, through a person at a ministry we attended, and they were ministering to both of us. But I just remember those words uh, how the how the the person said to me that I had that I had studied and endeavored to you know to love my husband and that I had I had done that, but the Lord was going to teach me how to love him even more. You know, he was going to increase my love for him and teach me. Do you know God can expand your capacity to love? He can give you what's missing. He can he can restore to you. Maybe if that was there at one point and then it was destroyed or you were devastated. Do you know that he can restore that and give you that ability? Um, I'm going off on a tangent again. Um, honey, do you have any thoughts on that? I don't want to just hog up everything. <laughs> well, um, we have to go into a, a relationship or a marriage when you go into it. Uh, what I was just thinking about, if you go into it with a mentality of what can I give, mm. then, then, you're in the right place. You have the right kind of mindset because it's it's about giving. You don't worry about what can I get because if the other person is saying what can I give also and both people are giving, you'll never have a want or never have a need because even if they can't afford to give you something, you know what's in their heart. It's the heart position that matters. It's not the material, it's the heart position. You know this person loves you, and you know if they could, they would, you know, do do anything for you. 
And and that's when you know you found the right person. Mm. But today, so many people are in it for what they can get out of it. That's why we hear so much about prenups. You know, that's a big deal in society, especially where the more more money is involved is prenups because they don't want anybody, you know, taking their fortune. Okay, I had all of this before I knew you, and you're not going to come in and just take everything I worked my whole life for. Well, if if the hard positions were right, there would never, ever be a need for prenuptial mm-hmm. because you're giving, you're giving all I have is yours. Mm-hmm. And, it, and the other person has to be saying the same thing, but we don't do the time. We don't, we don't, we don't lay before the Lord and seek the Lord and say, Lord, when you're ready for me to have a wife, I, I I want you to I want you to pick my wife when you're ready when you think I'm ready, you know, mm-hmm. which re- which requires some waiting and some patience and some faith. You say, Lord, until you give me a wife, I'm going to keep serving you, you know, because there's obviously some things that I need to learn. But mm-hmm. no, we 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 want it now. We want it now, and then we push and we go and get it, and we see the first the first woman. With with hips and you know cat eyes or whatever, and <laughs> we're looking crazy and we, you know, we we run after it. That could have mm-hmm. been you, mm-hmm. but I told the Lord, you know, when I'm ready, you you give me a woman. I tried it on my own the first time, and um, she wasn't Mrs. Right. She was Mrs. Wrong. Mm-hmm. But I wasn't. I can't blame it all on her. I wasn't ready, mm-hmm. so I was Mr. Wrong. You know, and two wrongs definitely don't make a right. Yeah. <laughs> so um, I think I, I think that we have to seek the Lord and say, Lord, how can I give? Give me give me a wife that I can give to, someone I can support, someone I can give to, someone I can pour out into. You know. Mm-hmm. And, and 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 he he honored my prayer. And, and and I believe that's what we have to do more than anything. We got to put God first and let Him, let Him lead us. Right, right. I found that the more um, the more I sacrificed, and I know people don't want to hear that, but the more I sacrificed, for example, you know, when you would have your aches and pains. Oh my goodness, we only have three minutes. Aches and pains, maybe your feet are feet are aching or your back is aching and there were times that I, I was tired and I didn't feel like um, doing a foot massage or a back massage or whatever but I purposed in my heart that if, if, if it was me and I needed it would I want you to tell me no? Would I want you to tell me that you couldn't do it? No, I wouldn't want that so I would always do it anyway you know, regardless to how I was feeling well now as you know now it's like it's like something I'll ask you. You you know, you need your foot rubbed, you need your back because I miss if I don't do it now I miss it. I miss touching you. I miss I miss, you know, massaging your feet and feeling the warmth of your skin and it's it's become a part of me now. Whereas it was something that I was just doing 
before for you, but now it has become a part of me. And I'm also comforted just by the time that we're spending together, just, you know, just by being um, close to one another. I only have a few more minutes left, so I want to read this card, too. Now, this is a card that our daughter gave us on one of our anniversaries, um, celebrating your anniversary. Um, I'm not going to read what the card says because that would take me too long, but I'm going to read what she wrote to us. Um, this, is, this is how a beautiful marriage can impact your children. Um, and we were a blended family. Uh, to my parents, to me, you are a true example of what God can do when you yield to his will. If I had to tell someone that I've witnessed a true relationship of marriage and commitment to another, I would say, yes, I have. You are each other's best friends. And it brings me joy to know soulmates are really out there. You have been challenged but at the end of the day, you have, you have each other to many years to come. Have a wonderful anniversary. Love always, our daughter. With one minute left, um, I can say in a good marriage, you will find acceptance. You will find adoration. You will find friendship, romance, companionship laughter, many ups and downs, many more things. Um, but I didn't experience the beauty of marriage until I submitted to God's plan for marriage in my life. And the biggest argument for marriage that I could give is that it is God ordained. It is God's will for those that he blesses to marry. Thank you for being with me, husband. I love you. I love you too. <laughs> Good night, people. <laughs>